Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. It is a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing Alberta. Weather's now is brought to you daily by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep the texts coming. Uh, we'll get to a couple of about uh, 12, uh, 118, 118 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for 35 years. And guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Don and his staff are thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. For full details, visit jvedmonton.ca. As we uh, re-engage on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. All right, so Spec, we're sort of dancing around. All right, uh, what could the owners potentially do? Um, and I, I guess part of it for me, and I'm going to get you to do this right now, assess the Oilers' right side D at this time. Well, uh, I think they got a nice mix there. You know, you got Barry, uh, who's your offensive, you know, offensively gifted right side guy who runs your power play. Uh, he's working out pretty well here. You, you can make a decision on him after the season, but we're so far so good on Barry. You got Larson, who's completely the other end of the spectrum. He's a right shot, hard rock, you know, good defensive guy right now. He's playing so well. And you know what? You need that player, right? You can't just go along with a whole bunch of Tyson Berries. And then you got a guy in the middle, and Ethan Bear, who, you know, we're still trying to figure out who he's going to be. But I think what we're going to have, in a, you know, and if, if he progresses here, which I'm sure he will, you'll have a guy who can play some defense. We've seen him throw some hits, and he'll, you know, he's not big, but he plays physical. But he's also got really good puck moving capabilities. He's kind of halfway in between Barry and Larson. I think he got a pretty nice mix on the right side, Bob. We're going to talk about Bouchard here. Right. Give me your thoughts on Bouchard. 
Paul Borchardt has got to start playing. He could be the best of the group. You know, he could be a better player than Barry because he's bigger and he's and who knows. Like he's a 21 year old kid. We just don't know. He hasn't played enough NHL games. So I guess the point we're we're getting to in this dance, Bob, is can you come, you got four, let's call Bouchard an NHL defenseman because it's time that he is one. You got four guys on the right side. Can you move one to left or do you got to move one out of town because you can't play, if you can't play one on the left side, Bob, you can't play them all every night. See, at this stage, uh, and I didn't think I'd be saying this, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, but right now, Adam Larson to me, I mean, this is why you went out and got it. Maybe he never, hey, you, you gave up a guy that turned out to be an MVP in, in Taylor Hall, right? I mean, he had one unbelievable year with New Jersey. Yep. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Larson is back to being a very effective NHL defenseman and the perfect complement to what else the Oilers have. Barry yep. has a higher, I think you'd agree with me, so Larson's better defensively than Bear, agree? Then, yeah, Larson's your best defender among the group. Okay. Does Barry have a higher offensive ceiling than Ethan Bear? Yes. Does Evan Bouchard have the highest offensive or the highest ceiling of any of the defensemen? Uh, probably because I think we know where Barry is. Yeah. And I don't. Th- I think that Bouchard has a higher offensive ceiling than Ethan Bear and certainly than Adam Larson. So the answer is yes. See, for me, uh, and I get why the coaches are doing what they're doing, the lefty-righty combination. The other thing is that when Evan Bouchard gets in there, he's going to have to be tougher and more firmer and more competitive defensively. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, he he does have to do that. But I'm just going to th- – the Oilers are 9-3 and three in the games that uh, that Bouchard has played this year. I think there's I, – I, you can – Mark, you watch the players' reaction at times to some of the plays that he makes. Does he need to improve defensively? Yes. Does he need to improve his compete defensively? Yes. Does that sort of stuff drive coaches nuts? Yes. Is it justifiable that maybe he isn't quite playing every day yet? Okay, you can make that argument, but I'm kind of like you, Mark. I think we're going to get to a stage here where he just needs to play. So – I personally, with the current makeup of the Oilers' defense, would probably be inclined to play four right shot defensive, because I, because I, you know, I, I think I'd still want to see Bear play, and then maybe rotate Russell and Jones at this stage. Jones has taken a step back for where he finished the year last year. To be honest with you, Chris Russell gives you what he's got every game. You know what you're going to get from him. Yep. The, you know, so they're he's a pro. He's a he's an old pro. So so is Larson when he's healthy. Now he's a pro. You know what you're getting every night for sure. Yeah, so it's it, it's interesting because they're you know it's I guess you just you just kind of wonder. I mean, how how do you how do you address areas where maybe you can improve on? Sometimes you deal from a position of strength, and others might say you two guys are out to lunch, Mark, uh, because the orders aren't at a position of strength. They're they're still developing their defense, and that might be a fair perspective to have. I don't know. What do you think? Well, the biggest issue this year is the inability to put a guy in the minors. Like I would say. You know, if this was a normal everyday world we're living in, I would say send Ethan Bear to the, uh, send Evan Bouchard to the minors. Let him play for Bakersfield. You know, it's a log jam up here. Uh, he's not getting his minutes, even when he is in the lineup. Bob, he's not getting very many minutes. Uh, and you know, a lot of people want to live with his mistakes and let him play. And I understand that perspective. But you know, they always say, and it's true, the NHL is not a developmental league. There, this isn't where you learn, right? You're supposed to. He needs to be playing somewhere. And if he's going to come up here, and the coach isn't happy with the way he plays, and if he's got to play in the left side, Bob, which isn't the way to break in a young defense on his wrong side, I'd say I would normally put him in the minors and say, 
Give yeah. me a few weeks down there. Someone's going to get injured up here. Yeah, and, you know, Brian Lawton's response to that would be, no, he needs to play in the NHL. He's already He already went to the minors last year, and for the back half of last year was at a higher level than Baron Jones ever were in the minors. And Baron Jones were, late, uh, were allowed to play their way through mistakes last year. That's that's the devil's advocate to that argument. It's You know what? It's going to be intriguing to watch nonetheless. Kyle Turris, your thoughts on him? Well, he had a very good game last night. But it takes more than one game here, right? He hasn't, you know, he he played his way out of the third line center spot. Kara took that job, and they, frankly, he played his way out of the fourth line center spot because Haas took that job. So he becomes a fairly expensive depth winger uh, that isn't the hardest checker he ever met. He's not an abrasive guy. He's still sort of a skill guy. So I'm not sure, Bob. I'm not sure about Kyle Turris. Right now, I mean, I would say to you that, that the Oilers are regretting signing Kyle Turris. I think that is fair to say. He said last night, I haven't played very well, and i got to play better. So I guess my synopsis is if he can play better and he starts to play better, then let's reassess, and I'll tell you what I think of him in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure he can play better. That would be my fear when it comes to Kyle Turris. Mark, how would you respond to the guys uh... – Darnell Nurse is playing 25-47 per game. I think it's fair to say top two defensemen now in the National Hockey League. He's going to get paid in his next contract. He's got a relentless work ethic. Uh, there are some people that suggested on Saturday that the fight with, with uh, Milan Lucic taking that fight was stupid. It doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. How would you respond to, that, uh, to those people that say stuff like that? Well, as long as he's not doing it every night. You know, on the face of it, if you're telling me I'm losing my top-pairing defenseman for your third-line winger, sure, that's a bad trade. But there's games within the game here. You know, so he does that once. Find me the last time he paired up with a guy that was a poor match. Like, how many fights does Darnell Nurse have this year, Bob? Two. And I'm trying to Who think you- of the other. Uh, he had another one. Oh, he, he fought out Adam Lowry, third-line center. Okay, well, that, is, and that was over a hit, as I recall. Somebody hit somebody, and Lowry came over, and yeah. it was pretty unavoidable. I think Lowry picked that fight, as I recall. Anyhow, you know, don't. It, what do they say? Small sample size, Bob. Right? It's a small sample size. He fought Lucic once. If he fights Lucic every time, yeah, then it's we're going to talk about how he needs to make better decisions. He fought him once. Who cares? Do you believe in the momentum change that comes from a fight still in the NHL? Um, at times, yes, at times I do for sure because I know NHL players. And yes. I know that it, I know on the bench it works. You know, it doesn't always. It's not always palpable. It doesn't. It's, it's just like a many, you know, many things in the game where you you make a move to try to get a result. Sometimes you get the result. Sometimes you don't. You know, don't don't try to tell me, Bob, that every time there's a fight, there's a huge swing in momentum. There isn't. But sometimes there is, and that's why you do it. You roll the dice. Your team needs a boost. Uh, the situation presents itself. You're a darn nurse and you're a leader. You roll the dice. You fight the toughest guy, and you hope you get a swing out of it. Sometimes yeah. you do, sometimes you don't. But I know why he's doing it. And don't tell me that you never get a momentum swing out of it because we've all seen that You know there are lots of times when you do. Well, this is one area, uh, one of the rare areas, Mark, where you and me agree on that. Oilers, Jim, we're going to blast off about four minutes' worth of text. Uh, Oilers. 
Builders GM has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We have Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Oilers GM says, would you rather have Adam Larson or David Savard? Savard is more consistent and it is in the lineup more often, says Oilers GM. How much will Savard cost in free agency? Five to five and a half million. Well, Spec, for me, that is way... I mean, I'm hoping the Oilers get Larson somewhere between 2.75 and 3.25. I, I would not spend five to five and a half million on David Savard. What about you? No, I think there's the, every signing and pickup and trade, you got to look about at the new economy here. There's a new economy, Bob. Guys don't make now what they used to make. If Zach Cassian, who made, what's Zach make? Three and a quarter? Yes. Yeah, if he got signed tomorrow, he'd make two million bucks. Tops, maybe less. So, and I'm not blaming Ken Holland. He signed him in the old economy. So, you know what? No, uh, like, no. If I can get, if I can get Adam Larson, who I know and who I like, and add a pay cut from the 4.1 he's making now, I do it all day long. Zach Hyman. If he goes to free agency and the Leafs don't get him done and they've got a lot of money tied up in their top four players and then their top three defense, uh, is that a player Edmonton should target? Yes. Uh, the Leafs, I think, I think it's pretty much decided in Toronto. They kind of have to make a choice between Zach Hyman and uh, Freddie Anderson. Is that not fair, Bob? Uh, yeah, I, think, I'm, I might be inclined to go the Anderson way. I just think well, there was, uh, Hyman's a terrific – don't get me wrong. I love Hyman. I love how he plays. But your goaltender should, in theory, take precedence. Okay, hold on. So what are you going to have to – let's extrapolate a little bit on this. What are you going to have to pay Zach Hyman? Four, four and a half. Okay, so let's say you don't sign Nugent Hopkins and Hyman becomes your left winger at four and a half. You're saving two million bucks on your cap a year, let's say. Uh, that goes a long way to going out and finding one more good player. Maybe your third line center, maybe a goalie. No, nope. yeah, maybe both. But I like Hyman. I like Hyman. He plays with top players, and he's if a he, good player. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's competitive. He's smart. Mike Babcock loved that guy, and he, he used to. Now that said, he's only had two twenty-one goal seasons in his career. Spec. I mean, Nuge has had multiple twenty-four plus goal seasons in the NHL. So, for what it's worth. Uh, Miko Koskinen, you wanted to hit on that as well. Well, what's to hit on? Um, I think we talked about it. Listen, I don't know what to think of a guy who lets in that goal typically. I mean, not every game, but a lot of games he lets in a bad early goal. He starts very slowly. There's no doubt about that, Bob. He starts very slowly. But you know what? He only let in two last night. So big picture, my goalie lets in two. He's done his job. Small picture, I hate that goal, and I hate seeing it every second or third night. What about you? Drives me nuts. I hate goals again. <laughs> Drives you nuts? Mark, Mark, come on, man. What, 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 did you, what did you think I thought of Ben Scrivens demonstratively looking at the Oilers' defense when he played in goal for Edmonton? Yeah, right. You think I like that? I no, mean, that's different. I don't. Nobody likes that. That's different, especially right. when you're Ben Scrivens. Um so, you know what, I, I think it's just, I know what the coach, what a normal coach and a normal if, NHL bench thinks of if, that goal going in as often as it does in Edmonton. Nobody the, likes that. The funny thing is, Koskinen has the ability in a split starter rotation to be a good NHL goaltender. Until about January of last year, like I think he finished, uh, there's a guy, Kevin Woodley, and he does another show in town, and he's a terrific guest for Jason Greger on that show. Uh He's really on top of the numbers on this, and I think he said once 
seventh. Koskinen, Caveman, seventh, and whatever. Saves above expected goals against, okay? Last season. But I believe the number dropped off in the second half. He has not had back-to-back wins as a starter since November of 2019. Okay? And that's that's concerning for me. And he's the thing is, he's such a good, like, you know what? Sometimes there's goalies and you're like, ah, he's such a goalie. And then other times there's goalies and you're like, like, if you're, if you're privileged enough to be, you know, around a team, and we're not this year, Mark, but we know Mike Smith's personality. It's hard not to like Mike Smith. It's also hard not to like Miko Koskinen. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good, and, but, for Oilers fans, they like winning. <laughs> they like not yeah. seeing bad goals being given up. And I hate goals early in games against. To me, it's just like, how? How does that goal get let in? And so yeah. to answer your question, Mark, it drives me nuts. Yeah, an old, an old scout once told me, Bob, the AHL is filled with real nice young kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who cares if they're nice guys? Like, Miko's a real nice guy. Lots of nice guys. I don't care what a nice guy is. I, I don't know how the orders. I don't know how it got past, uh, you know, inspection to offer that much goalie four point five million dollars for three straight years. Uh, the question I think, Bob, here's the question we're going to ask. Let's cut to the chase on Miko Koskinen because you're going to have to be dealing with this all summer long. Do you buy out the last year of his contract? It would be one point five million for two years, so you save three million bucks in your cap right there. Two-thirds of 4.5 times two, right? Yeah. I pro- Mark, I probably don't. Well, save three million bucks. Yeah, I know. I probably don't. Um, <laughs> I, might look, better... I, I might look at a different option. We'll discuss that on another show. How's that? So, All right, Bobby. <laughs> all right. Uh, let, me, let me do a workaround. Uh, hey. We went. You know what? We had a conversation for like fifty minutes, and it was civil today, Spec. You're mellowing. With, you're mellowing. With your, it's because no, no. they've they've won two in a row. That's what's going on. So you're back. Anyhow, we both know they're not a finished product. I think we can see the team is gradually improving. Uh, this is a big off season for Ken Holland. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we're at the halfway point in the season. He's going to have some financial flexibility. We had somebody text us, Spec, saying the order should go after Hyman. Tatar, that's two left wings, and Ryan Getzlaff. And I, and I think you might be able to get that trio done for $13 bucks. Obviously, you wouldn't have Nugent Hopkins. I love Ryan Getzlaff. Can you imagine Ryan Getzlaff as the third-line center on this team? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a fantasy for me. But uh, if you told me that it was happening, I'd say, holy cow, would I take him as a third-line center? What's he make? How's that all going to work? Uh, I don't know. A- but the player and the man and the third-line center – all day long. I'm with you. Spec, great stuff. Thanks for your time. <laughs> All right, Bobby. All right. Uh, Bob, uh, this text comes in saying, did John Sexsmith play in a line with Bruce Kenyon and Sharky back in the day? Uh, I don't know about Sharky. He used to have Shark Bites production. He actually did some audition tapes for me about 20 years ago. Bruce Kenyon was was a pretty good hockey player, great guy, and John was highly competitive. He was from the Kevin Lowe school of competitiveness, even in media hockey, and I loved him for it. It was great. But just once in a while, you had to drop the shoulder on him. That's all I'm
I'm going to say. Uh, you can text us at any time. His son, Joel's playing for Red Deer. Red Deer and the Edmonton Oil Kings have a triple header, uh, not this weekend, but next week. A couple games in Edmonton at the downtown community arena. We'll take a time, a time out. When we come back, uh, we are going to get to our North Division. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Vision Report, which is uh, brought to you three times a week by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. I just saw a tweet from uh, Dan Tenser, uh, who's working these days for the Saskatoon Blades as a scout. Uh, he tweeted out a story from Yahoo. Uh, apparently, Israel is back up in Adam a full year after pandemic and repeat lockdowns, the second of which in September shuttered all of uh, Israel's uh, go-to Tel Aviv uh, restaurants, bars, and cafes. The country almost fully reopened yesterday on the back of its globe-leading COVID vaccination uh, campaign. Uh, good for them, man. That's a, that's an awesome uh, story. Long-serving Prime Minister Benjamin uh, Netanyahu uh, said that back to life first in the world uh, via a Facebook uh, broadcast yesterday. Interesting story. Uh, we got lots to get to. Here we go. We're going to tell you, first of all, uh, we've got Ryan McLeod coming up uh, from the Bakersfield Condors at uh, one thirty-five today. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetasco, and outstanding customer service is the key to business as well. You know Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you buy vehicles and offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverages, and financing fees. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend you a hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visit BrentRidge.com. Time now, as promised, for a North Division Report, brought to you by Craig Hummel and Remax Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. All right, uh, no movement at the top. Toronto six points up on the Oilers, who did leapfrog Winnipeg into second place, although the Jets have uh, three games in hand. They're only a point out of second right now. Montreal holds down the la- last playoff spot. Uh, Vancouver's closing in on them, having won three straight now. Flames, losers of five of seven, but sit six points clear of last place Ottawa there in the basement. And it's worth noting, five of the top six scorers in the NHL, all playing in the North. McDavid is tops with 45 points, uh, Patrick Kane at 38. But how about Dreisaitl, Marner, Shifley, Matthews rounding out the rest, Bob? No stinger either today, by oh, the way. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering about that. Uh, I just I didn't want to wreck that for you. Again, that is our North Division report brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Yeah, uh, you know what? The teams in the North got their games played. That's the biggest reason why. I mean, in terms of individual uh, scoring leaders, uh, there might be marginally higher scoring in the North Division, but they've also got their games played. And there's some teams like Tampa Bay that haven't got all their games and that would have some guys up there as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update at one thirty with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from the Bakersfield Condors, Ryan McLeod. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.